Shopping at Target. Hello, this is Pastor Rick at Victory Temple, and I'm here to talk about shopping at Target, but really, I just want to talk to you about shopping in general. Where should a Christian shop these days? Should you not shop at some places and shop at other places? Is there a line somewhere that you should not cross? I remember when I was growing up, and I got some of my first jobs. One of them was at a grocery store. And this was a long time ago, you understand. I'm not saying I'm old. You know that's the truth. But at the grocery store, it was called Wine Gardens. And uh, I could tell you some funny stories. I didn't work for very much. I think it was $1.92 an hour was the uh, minimum wage. And uh, that's what I started at, $1.90. I drove to that place of employment to work for $1.92 an hour. Can you believe that? Of course, we did have some tips that were given to us if we'd gotten uh, the right lady's groceries bagged up and pushed the cart out to the car and unloaded the groceries for her. We'd get a dime or a quarter, and sometimes some of the guys, they, they knew where to get the dollar. That was relatively rare, but they kind of had a monopoly on that. But even then, Working at a grocery store, there were a few things that were, was counter to my conscience. For instance, they uh, in those days especially, you could buy cigarettes at the grocery store. You could buy beer, six-pack of beer at the grocery store. Of course, you can now and, and a lot of other things. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there might have been a magazine rack with some uh, Playboys or things of that nature, you know, pornography. Might have been a little bit light compared to some, but if you knew where to find it, and you could probably buy those things at the grocery store. Now, the sacker, which I was a sacker, see, it was an entry-level job. They had to sack whatever the customer bought, and if they were going to take their buggy... We call them buggies, not carts. If they were going to take the buggy out to the car, it might have a six-pack of beer in it. It might have a pack of cigarettes in it. I don't frankly remember the, the Playboys or anything, but I do know that there were grocery stores that did have pornography available for customers to buy along with their groceries. So the question in my mind, you know, was... Am I supposed to push this cart out to the car and unload these groceries for this lady or this man who is also buying a six-pack of beer or a carton of cigarettes? Because I didn't smoke or drink, and I didn't believe Christians should, and I still don't. But I was able to surmount that hurdle because uh, there were things, bread, cheese, meat, you know, uh, orange juice, things purchased that you could use, if I can use the term redemptive, uh, something that was virtuous, you know, food. Of course, you could argue about diet habits and all that. But my point that I'm making is that wherever a person works, they work at a gas station, a convenience store, and a person buys gas, they come in, they say, give me a pack of Marlboros or give me a, a Winston, pack of Winstons, or uh, I want some Skull, I dip snuff or something like that. Well, that's part of your job. You've got to sell it. And now, if you work at the convenience store, you've got to sell the scratch-offs. I don't believe that Christians should involve themselves in gambling or any of those things, but that's part of the job. So the person can reason, well, I'm selling gasoline, 
and I'm selling, you know, odd and end groceries and odd and end uh, knickknacks of various kinds that people need, you know, and uh, therefore, if I happen to have to sell these other things along with it, then it's okay because I'm not condoning it. It's just part of my job. So I was able to divide that between, say, working at a bar or a place where the only thing sold is something that would not be uh, conducive to uh, living a Christian life or something Christians should avoid altogether, like, say, working at a pornography store or working at a store that predominantly is known for uh, certain kinds of corruption. And I would go ahead, and I'm not trying to be funny here, but I just, let's just say, how about the restaurant called Hooters? You know, and the people make a joke about it. I get it. But could a person conceivably walk into Hooters and eat a hamburger and t- uh, on a business uh, conversation, say they're getting hired or they're having a business conversation, somebody just happened to choose for them to eat there, and they went in and they... Yeah, there's all these scantily clad women walking around, uh, by definition. It's not about owls, folks. And so, you know, could they eat there and still go to heaven? Well, probably, probably. Should they eat there if they can avoid it? Well, probably not. I don't think so. Um, because, yeah, it's a, it's a place you can eat. I remember when uh, Pizza Hut... Pizza places in Texas did not serve beer, and then they started serving beer. And one of the questions in Christians' minds, at least those of us that were teetotalers, is can I go to the pizza place now because now they're serving beer or they're serving alcohol? And that's true with a lot of restaurants today like Applebee's and, you know, you name it. They usually have a bar or they'll serve you beer or alcohol at your table. You can sit at the bar, but you can also have some of those things served at your table. And there was a question in my mind, well, should we continue to go there? Well, we just reason, well, I'm not going to drink the beer. I'm going to eat the pizza. So there's all kinds of, I don't want to say gray areas here, but there is a, a point to be made that if you're going to completely avoid everything that has anything to do with what you don't believe just because you happen to be in the same place at the same time or you have to include uh, selling certain things that you really don't believe in, you're not promoting it as part of your job, then you probably would have to avoid most things and you may have to come out of the world. You know, the Bible says come out and be separate, but it does. you're in the world but not of the world. So there's things... If, if there's a redemptive purpose, then I think, and, and every situation should be judged on its own merit. Now, I said all that to say this, because I'm not permitting or promoting any of the things that I may have mentioned. I'm just showing you by illustration how that almost every job could somehow be associated with something, whether it's another employer employee or the employer or uh, what the business gives their money to and you may not even know about it it could be many things involved and so the conscience that a christian has is a very important thing i would say you would 
as a Christian should look for a job that is the the most virtuous thing you can find and that doesn't uh, do harm to your testimony and injustice to the testimony of the kingdom or especially even the local church where you go or the particular role you have in that church. So that requires a lot of deliberation. But I think you can see what I'm talking about. Now, obviously, drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, uh, saying a curse word, uh, or even having a, you know, a, a, a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, is you could say all these things are sin and things that should be avoided, right? But then when you start talking about what's going on today with the uh, transgender push to normalize um, what people that have a problem with gender dysphoria embrace as a lifestyle or the LGBTQ movement, the militant movement to, um, you know, groom your children and everything. And you've got to uh, probably draw some lines here uh, where you might not withdraw a line in the past. Like, for instance, if Walmart started selling beer, you could say, well, I'm not going to go to Walmart anymore. And that would be okay if that's against your conscience. Don't do that. But what if Walmart, we're not talking about Walmart now, we're talking about Target. What if Walmart said, okay, a man can go in a woman's dressing room if he feels like a woman on a given day, and who can question whether or not he is a woman? Because after all, if he says he's a woman, then we got to accept the fact that he's a woman. You know? Or if they start selling all this apparel, you know, the swimsuit the other day, it's such a ridiculous thing for a man to buy a woman's one-piece or two-piece bathing suit, I guess because they're a transvestite, a cross-dresser, transgender, or whatever, but they still have their genitalia, and they're going to provide a way they can kind of tuck their genital. I don't know how they're going to do this, but... It's ludicrous, it's ridiculous, can't believe we're talking about it, but you go out there, if you hadn't heard this, it's just the last two, two weeks or so, three weeks at the most, this is out there. And so now Target's going to sell that kind of thing and promote that kind of thing. Not only the rainbow flag, not God's rainbow, but you know that kind of uh, paraphernalia and apparel? Are you kidding me? And not only that, a lot of the apparel was designed by a Satanist or a person that is promoting Satanism and, and contrasting it and juxtaposing it against Christian virtues and values. So what I'm saying is this. Somebody has a flat tire and they got to go in the Target or whatever and buy a, a, a flat-fixing kit and that's and that happens to be the only store nearby. That and that's all what they're doing. That's one thing, you know. If they have have to go in there, but if they don't have to go in there, you know, and that's just the place they frequent because they happen to like their um, the way their store is formatted, or they, you know, whatever it is. There's there's ways that can lines can be drawn without uh, us constantly looking at other Christians that maybe haven't drawn the exact same line. They may not even know what, what our issue is. But I have personally decided to boycott uh, 
places that have gone against my value system and made an open show of it. Because I don't know about all of them. I don't go out looking to find out to see if Meyer or whatever, and, and I've seen discrepancies in Meyer in the last year or two. If I don't go out to try to find some fault with them so that I can find somewhere else only to find out that they've got an issue that I need to avoid. But, so I want you to understand what I'm saying. I'm not excusing selling beer or or you know uh, you're working at a convenience store and you got I would despise having to do that but I'm just saying that's part of the job of the person working there and they may not smoke or believe a person ought to smoke but that's what's behind the counter and the person comes in to get gasoline and they say give me a pack of Marlboro so that you're either going to do it or you're going to not work there so if you're not going to do it then don't work there you know you can say I'm not going to work in a place where they sell beer and cigarettes even though that's a minor part of what they do. So I'm not excusing or promoting anything. I'm just saying, though, that as Christians, we need to have a conscience that when we see people trying to change uh, their sex or their gender or groom kids, when we see people promoting abortion on demand all the way through the gestation period, and we're not going to speak out against it, and we're not going to stand up against it. I, I think that there's something wrong with that general attitude of apathy or complacency. I really think that we should use our money. Money's power. Money is power. And if you keep supporting companies that continue to assault your faith and continue to assault your family, and even though it's not a physical assault, eventually it is in a sense, then I think there's something wrong with that looking the other way and just letting anything go. So I don't know if I've been clear here or not. I don't know if I could give you an exact scripture for this. I've got probably 50 scriptures here I could read, and none of them that I can see are maybe completely uh explicit about what I have just cited because I think some of the things we have to face today are a lot different than what we have read in the scriptures but there there is a connection with morals and with uh, what God says is best for us um, I know that once in the New Testament for instance or more than once Paul had to deal with people that had been eating meat offered to idols. And he said a couple of things that are interesting here and come into play. He said, as far as the meat goes, if you go to a table and you sit down to eat, don't ask any questions about where the meat came from. He's talking about for conscience sake. Because he said, we know the meat's just meat, but a weak-minded person might think that this is permission to indulge in eating meat offered to idols. Um, now, this is kind of a little bit sticky of a conversation here, but he said, you know, there were people that had what they called the shambles in the King James Version. They had a market that would sell meat after it had been sacrificed in a pagan ceremony, but the meat 
really was just meat. I mean, you could cook it and still eat it, right? Uh, the person buying it didn't even have to know, didn't know, unless they asked a question, did this meat come from a, a sacrifice to an idol? Now, if I knew it had, I would avoid it. But if I knew it hadn't and I asked the blessing over it, I'd just go ahead and eat it if I thought that kind of meat was good for me anyway. There's all kind of considerations on what you eat anyway. Are you going to eat uh, meat cooked well? Are you going to eat it rare? You know, or you, you know, there's just all kind of questions. Are you going to eat meat today that's genetically, you know, that, that has been fed with genetically modified foods and so forth? So as you go through this conversation, there's all kind of exit ramps from this highway of conversation, but I just want you to know that it is a highway, and I believe the Christian should choose the most virtuous way possible. And I don't believe that when there's an all-out assault against our faith, that that's the route we should go. I don't believe we should work at a place like that. I don't believe that we should frequent a place like that. I believe that we should uh, make it known, you know, in a Christian way. We're not going to support uh, businesses that openly, purposefully, and consistently assault the faith and blaspheme God and pervert justice and scripture. Now, has that helped you? I hope it has. It it. It involves a lot of discussion. So I'll close by saying, I'm sure I haven't answered all questions. And I'm sure that uh, there are people that will listen to this and say, well, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with this or that. But I've tried to lay it out to where sometimes it's not as cut and dry as we would like for it to be. But we need to let our conscience be convicted by the Holy Spirit so that we can make good choices. And I just don't believe the good choice is shopping at a place like Target. Of course, if you ask me, there's a lot of other things I avoid. Do you want to know a list of them? <laughs> don't go to Starbucks anymore. That's one thing. There, there's just a number of things that I... Avoid, And sometimes it's for a period of time until the uh, problem changes. Even the NFL. So when there is an uh, open attack against righteousness, then until and if that changes, then I usually back away and go elsewhere. And yeah, you might say, well, well how do you know that elsewhere isn't? that way well if it comes out openly then i'll move along to the next place so somebody said well it might not make that much difference well probably not they probably won't even know that i did it but my conscience is clean and pure and the other thing is if enough people with a conscience that's convicted by the holy spirit make enough um stalwart stout decisions it's going to have a bearing on the marketplace. And this you can see this when the stock value of some of these companies drops a lot. A lot of times it's not a Christian. It, it's Christian values that make people 
make decisions are conservative values, you know. But uh, if enough people make a decision, for instance, I'm not going to target, then you can look at the stock market the next day or two or three or four or five, and you can see it going down. <coughs> the value of the stocks of a place like Target. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, because you gave us a conscience. Help us to live and act in a way that's pure and undefiled. Help us to understand that some of these decisions uh, are not that easy to make. But in the society and the world we live in today, there are certainly decisions that need to be make, made that collectively at least will affect whether or not someone continues to pursue the unrighteous behavior, the nefarious behavior, the perverted behavior that they are promoting and facilitating. And I pray, Lord God, it will make a difference. I've seen it. It's happened. They come out with cliches, go woke, go broke. And this just is illustrative of the fact that we can make a difference. We are salt and light, and we should act accordingly. Let us live pure and undefiled in this present world and help us to be an example and a shining light of holiness and the love of Christ and the righteousness of our God. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, thank you. God bless. Talk to you again next time.